and welcome to Breaking the Curtain with me, Chrissy, and me, Joss. Don't forget to silence all phones. Or don't, it's a podcast. And most importantly, enjoy the show. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to Breaking the Curtain with me, Joss. And me, Chrissy. (laughs) In case you didn't know. By now. now. (laughs) Three seasons in, and you still don't know our names. Oh, shit, you're right. It is three seasons It's three seasons. I I kind of forget because... Oh, you know what? Okay, let's start here. This January, we launched season three, right? Yes, correct. Right. And I, as co-host and editor, decided to not bring back our monthly updates. So this is what you get instead. Um, yeah, so we're doing a little check-in now uh, with you guys in, I suppose, monthly update form. Yeah. Because I, it's May, it's spring, it's allergy season, it's Tony Award season, mm. and so we're coming back just to give y'all a little life update from us, because we've been crazy, crazy busy, I feel like, this year. Here's um, the thing. We've been we've been busier than usual uh as of 2022. Um I find last year we were busier on the podcast, but this year we're busier in our outside of the podcast lives, which is cool. But you also Here's the thing with podcasts is that we try to bring on so many cool awesome guest for you all to listen to um and sometimes you know you don't get a response or they're busy and we understand that so while it might seem like we've been slacking on the podcast front i promise we've been sending out emails like more than we ever have we just haven't really heard much back yet however the people we have heard back from it's gonna be really good we're really excited we just don't have a date yet but it's happening yeah there's some exciting stuff that is going to happen we're still kind of you know in the process of making it happen but yeah we are uh we are hustling on the other side here which you guys don't always get to see if we're not releasing new episodes all the time um it's kind of crazy isn't it like the amount of like what people don't see is like maybe twelve email exchanges just to book one person. Yeah, just to and then sometimes one day. on the last day it falls through. We've had that happen before. Yeah, and it's where it's been like weeks and months of ex- email exchanges, and then it falls through on the last day, which is totally fine again. But it's like crazy how much actually happens to release one episode. Yeah, you know, and I know that uh, we're both have been working on a couple scripts, you know, in our show history vein. Mm. Uh, we do have a couple of those coming out. But like Chrissy said, our lives outside the podcast, we're very lucky that we've been very busy, both with work and fun and other things. Um, so we thought we would kind of fill y'all in on that and chat a little bit about what we hope to have coming up soon and uh, what's going on in the theater world. And if this is, like, something you enjoy, just listening to us talk, <laughs> uh, let us know, and we'll try and do this every few months, you know? Yeah, we We're could just do, like, like, a random a, thing. We could do, like, a quarterly check-in. <laughs> yeah, like a little catch-up. A little I st- like that. Staff meeting. Put some fries with it, you know? <laughs> catch-up. <laughs> I'm tired. <laughs> Anyway, we should probably, you know, break down to the people why we're so exhausted. Um, Okay. (laughs) And what we've been (laughs) up to lately. Do you want to go first, Chrissy? Uh, Okay. (laughs) What have I been doing? Well, last week I wrapped working on EZT's production of Carrie the Musical. Uh, I guess we must have told them that, like, pretty early on after I booked it. We did, yeah. We did. We had a few of the monthly episodes, and then I was like, let's just not, because, like, there wasn't as many updates to post, beca- uh, to talk about, because theater was kind of fully back on Broadway in the West End, and it's like, oh, there's nothing really to say, like, hey, this is going to reopen next month, you know? Um, so yeah, I guess I must have told you all that I was doing a production of Carrie as Miss Gardner, 
And that was such a dream come true. That was really, really exciting and fun. And it was like maybe three day, three to four rehearsals a week, um, which was like more of it. It was so how do I explain this? It was one of the more intense rehearsal processes that I've had because we did everything digital. So it was like trying to learn how to put together our vocals through Zoom and all of that. So that was like insane. And that took a lot of brain work and a lot of figuring out how to work techie stuff that I've that I didn't even know about. Yeah, I did not even know it existed. And that's kind of odd because like we've spent the whole pandemic doing voice <laughs> lessons and such. And there's an easier way to do that um, by putting together some apps. Anyways, so I closed Carrie last Sunday and um, yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm trying to bring back my focus onto the podcast somewhat. Um what else have I been up to? I, I don't know. I'm just going to jump in here and say that sure. Carrie was really great. I tuned Thank in. You. And I had so much fun watching you. And, you know, mm. they made it look really, really easy um, to do something that is very, very difficult. <laughs> yeah, honestly, like, we, I actually remember we put out our, our first episode during my callback. So I was like, totally dead I think I had to cancel um an interview that we had and you did it instead because it was like a six hour callback process and it was almost like 300 people who auditioned for the production and I was like a I really want this b probably not gonna get it because like hello that's a lot of people I think I was honestly the only Canadian as well yeah I was who who got into (laughs) the show um everyone was kind of like new york city based which was super cool and yeah like dreams come true i want it to be in a different production of carrie and i didn't book it and i was like crushed because this is my dream show and then backstage sent me an email with um audition info for carrie and i was like whoa this is weird faith uh, uh, fate and auditioned got it and it just goes to show you to never give up on what you want what you're chasing because it comes true yeah and I think I said this to Chrissy um while Mm. we while she was going through the process I said a no is just a no right now it isn't a no forever it's a no for that production maybe but it's not a no for ever getting to do the show and you know looking back on it I'm like I genuinely think you ended up where you were supposed to be. Like mm, this show was too. this show was in the cards for you and if it wasn't going to be one way it was going to be another and you know you still got to do it and it took you on an adventure. And yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I'm it's really cool proud of your journey tell. with it. Yeah. <laughs> Me too. <laughs> How about you? What have you been up to? You've been up to a lot too. I've been a busy bee. Um mm. So back in April, I auditioned for a community theater production of The Last Resort, which is Mm -hmm. uh, a very funny musical comedy by Canadian um, writers Norm Foster and Leslie Arden, which ever since drama school, it has been on my theater bucket list to do a Norm Foster show. So I am thrilled. I'm very excited. So I got the part. I'm playing Julia and Jessica, who are twins. (laughs) And um, so I've been very, very busy uh, in rehearsals for that because they're in person. Uh, They're three times a week. And man, it is so incredibly wild to be in the room again with people doing this. And I'm just going to straight up say it like singing in a mask Mm. is one of the hardest things I've ever had to do. Um, and on top of that, this score is probably the hardest score I've ever worked on in my life. And it is such a gift to be able to be challenged and to get back in the room. And uh, no, it's uh, it's awesome. I'm very excited. And uh, it's funny because fall of this year, fall of this year will be 10 years since the first time I performed at this theater. 
Oh, that's so, so fun. Yeah, I just realized that the other day. So it's really exciting. And I love that I'm able to get back into performing live um, so close to my roots and to home mm. and with people who are just so wonderful. And oh, my God, they're so funny. <laughs> I don't know how I'm going to keep it together. So uh, it's it's a gift. It's a gift. And it's kept me uh, very, very busy. <laughs> yeah, like singing in the mask is honestly... That's something that I wasn't expecting. I, I don't think anyone was ever expecting to do that ever. Um, but I remember my first time, I just felt like crying because you don't sound the same. You cannot breathe the same way through your nose in a mask when you're singing. It's very frustrating and um, obviously very important. And health and safety wise, I'm so glad that we're still able to do what we love and just have that mask be the only thing in the way, you know, yeah, like you there's know, so much that we could miss out on if it wasn't for that mask protecting so us. So grateful for masks and for vaccines mm. and the protocol that is keeping us safe. But holy shit, singing in a mask. <laughs> and especially because when you're singing and singing properly yeah. and you're doing choral stuff, which requires a lot of diction, mm. you have to bring like an extra mask with you because if you're singing right your mask is soaked mm. the amount of spit it's really it's really gross I just kind of exposed myself there um a little bit actually I think our director actually listens to the podcast so Richard Vardy if you're listening this is a shout out for you I'm having so much fun and I'll see you soon <laughs> it's true like honestly this is kind of gross but I think everyone can relate to it like, I've been, I feel so self-conscious. Like, now we're starting to um, come out of mask wearing uh, being, like, a mandate here. Not for me. Listen, I'm going to keep that <laughs> sucker on until my very last days on the earth. Until hopefully. 2026. <laughs> yeah. No, exactly. Um, but I feel so self-conscious about my skin. It just doesn't feel like the same texture it was in, like, early 2020. And I don't know. I feel very weird about going out without a mask anytime soon. Uh, COVID aside, of course, because, like I said, I won't be doing that. Mm -hmm. um, but, you know, you're sweating in the mask. Or you're, or you're going somewhere where you are wearing makeup and you have your mask on and that mask is just caking into your pores like my skin I'm feeling it right now as I'm talking into my microphone but it's just so rough and no matter what I do with all of my like skincare you just put the mask back on the next day all day and and it's still you know getting your pores all messed up and all icky and yeah you know it friend, it's not it's even been just a road like it's not even just the skin. For me, what mm. I notice, um, you guys know I work in a clinic, so I'm wearing a mask at work like eight plus hours a day. Mm. And then also when I go out. So I've been, you know, I'm happy to wear the mask. I am totally comfortable with it, mm. but it's really starting to annoy me. But beyond skincare, what I've really noticed is like my lips are so chapped and painful. Mm. And I actually... Like, I started wearing a lip mask during the day. Like, mm. I think you're supposed to wear them at night. I don't know, but I've been applying that, like, lip balm. And it's really the only thing that's saving me from having, like, cracked and bleeding lips underneath. It's, I'm going to shout them out. It's Ilia Cosmetics. I don't even know. I'd never heard of them before. <laughs> and, <laughs> which is pretty normal for me, I guess. But I got it as like a free sample in a Sephora order because I was like, mm -hmm. ooh, lip mask. This sounds like a good idea. And honestly, it's saving my ass these days. So check it out. Today I was shopping with my mom and I was like, oh my gosh, I'm 25. And I was like, oh my God, I'm getting uglier as I approach 30. <laughs> and I'm still... Because I, I, my mom was like, oh, you're never going to leave home because I still live with my parents. And I was like, oh, my God, I'm getting uglier as time goes on. As before I hit 30, no one's ever going to love me 
I am like my hot years have been behind a mask. I don't know what to do. Oh my God. I'm never going to leave home. It's going to be me living in this home with you guys and maybe an alpaca someday or like another dog because I'm never going to be able to have kids. Oh my God. Like I'm freaked out. And, but then I brought it all back down to reality because I was like, when I do turn 30 in five years, I want to have a kick-ass birthday party. I want it 13 going on 30 themed. Jenna rank. I want to wear the dress like everyone's doing on TikTok. And then I felt okay with my life again. But oh my God, I'm like panicking as I'm saying it again. I, I mean, listen, I'm on the apps too. We both go on there as like, not to pursue anything we kind of just like to giggle at like the <laughs> what people write <laughs> anyways yeah dating apps are really just a source of entertainment for me which is so sad because oh God. i'm very not in single a bad way but like I'm very single not in a bad way at all really because they remind me of why i don't want to date <laughs> exactly well that's what i mean like not in a bad way but i wouldn't date anyone off of there most likely only because i don't know i just don't find our personalities click whatsoever you also have very high standards which i do too, i don't so. i dated a really shitty guy for like <laughs> <laughs> well i went on one tinder date one tinder date ever and it i don't think it'll ever happen again i like having someone to talk to i don't know if i would pursue but even then it's like all they want to do is meet up with you and you know what they want and i'm not about that yeah well like you know there's no shame in that if that's what you want to do there's but that's no not what shame. you want that's not what i want to do and like that's totally fair and i also feel like sometimes this is very weird but about dating when i'm like yeah i'm not looking to hook up i want to just like talk to someone and then yeah. if i'm interested in you after i've talked to you then I'll meet you for coffee and like then, then we can fine. figure that out. It's, mm. you know, I mean, the confidence on these men to just oh slide God, into your I messages know. and be like, let's fuck. No, listen, I didn't tell you this one. <gasps> I'm excited. <laughs> it was like a few weeks ago and I was bored. So I opened up the Tinder or whatever, one of those apps that I have. Um. Anyways, I see this guy and he's like very close to where I live like our phones tell you like the 1k or whatever anyways um <laughs> he's like don't you remember me <clears throat> I mean baby I was like homeschooled so no I don't think I was like I don't think so should I because like like I said like I don't I don't know people I know you and we met online <laughs> So oh, no. I'm like, so he's <laughs> that's like, so, that's sad. <laughs> but no, he kept it up. He's like, you really don't remember me, but I'm telling you, I've dated three guys in my lifetime. Not even two and a half. And a half. <laughs> two and a half, and like, I'm. I promise you, those are the only two and a half guys that I know. Stop. <laughs> Anyways, I just thought that was really funny because, like, no, I definitely do not know you. Um, but how do you think you know me? Oh, my God. Well, you know, the people do come here for theater stuff. We should maybe rope oh, it back. Right. We, we should maybe dial it in. We're going to um, dial it in. But if you want We're to hear horrible <laughs> stories about dating men, send us a message on Instagram. And maybe we'll do like a, a day on our Instagram <gasps> stories where we'll like oh, shoot the shit. Fun. Or do an IG live on something totally unrelated. Woo, I just hit my mic. Sorry. But yeah, yeah, let us know if that's what you want. And then I'll let Chrissy go unhinged. Oh, thank you. You're welcome. <laughs> um, speaking of theater stuff, because I am going to bring okay. it back. Let's I have bring it to, back, baby. I have to tell the people, I saw a preview of Chicago at the Stratford Festival last weekend. Mm. And holy shit, it's the best thing I've probably ever seen in my entire life. 
I'm very pleased. And it was so good. I've waited for, I've been waiting for this since 2020. Like, <laughs> and, you know, so it has the cast and you can tell, you can, like, the performers were so amazing. Obviously, it's Chicago, so it's going to be good. But, like, the lights, the set, the costumes, the dancers. Oh, it was beautiful. And guaranteed, y'all, this is going to be the hot ticket of the summer in southern Ontario for theater. Like, this is it. Book now. Go see it. Like, get your ticket while you can. I was literally three rows back, and I was like, these people can tell that I'm staring at them. Um, the lady <laughs> the lady who plays Velma, Jennifer Ryder Shaw, was, like, I'm obsessed with her. She was so amazing. I was staring at her the whole show, and I was like, she can definitely see me. <laughs> she can definitely see me. Um, but uh, I don't care. So, Jennifer Ryder Shaw, if you're listening... I'm your biggest fan. You know what else got announced is that Bat Out of Hell is going back to the West End next London, year. baby. At the Peacock also, Theater. Yeah, and they're also going to Las Vegas, which very Viva happy Las for Vegas. Bat. You know we love Bat, but Bat people. For crying out loud. You know we love you. For crying out loud. You know we love you, but please honor your canceled dates because... They have canceled three, <laughs> not, sorry, not one, not two, but three times for U.S. tours. And yes, it's three. So there was the 2018 tour that got canceled, which made sense because they only gave themselves a day apart to set up the two, the double-decker set, um, which is, which was the original set design, not yeah, it was like the one that they have. the pool. Exactly. Did it have the car as well? No, it didn't. No, Anyways, no. that's besides well, the, the point. It had the car, but the car didn't go into the orchestra pit. Right, right. Um, and then they were like, you know what? We're making it up to the cast. We are rescheduling and coming back early 2019. We just needed to figure our shit out. So we, of course, were like, oh, cool. But then the cast were like, that's not what's happening. This is what we've been told. They're just trying to cover themselves. That's what the cast wrote on their social media. So we were like, what is happening? Anyways, so then they put out three dates leading up to New York City, which was going to be like a mini tour. And then they canceled all of those dates and went straight to New York. And then they were going to come here. Sorry, here as in like North America to do three dates at Hard Rock Hotels before going to the UK tour, which, like, we were freaking out because, one, finally we got something first here, and two, it was going to be the UK cast that we were, like, freaking dying to see. Yeah, or the, the UK yeah. cast, if you... Blah. Sorry, I'm just so excited. I love them so much. We um, love you the guys. The current touring <laughs> cast, I mean, you guys know that we freaking adore you they we've had yeah. so many of them as guests on here so i just wanted to jump in and say i love you guys and that video promo thing for west end slash vegas i was literally crying because y'all are so amazing and so, so talented amazing. and i'm so devastated that i'm not getting to see you guys do your thing live but it's okay one day yeah one day it'll happen but i love you Anyways, let me go back to bitching about this for a hot second. So then I'll let you take I just, over. I love them. It's okay. You're going to enjoy this. So. <laughs> oh, <dear. laughs> Up until, like, they announced Vegas, it was still on their tour touring website that it was, like, postponed dates or whatever due to COVID-19. And I think even, like, up, like, it took months for people to get their ticket refunds for those dates and whatever. So it's always like what's happening with these dates that no one's commented on because, you know, it's bad. Same with Australia. So please just let us know what's happening. We want to know what's happening because we love the show. That's all. Oh, and do a Canadian tour. Thank you. Speaking of the um, 
2018 Bad Out of U.S. tour that wasn't. Ooh. I was thinking about it on my drive to rehearsal the other day because I was listening to Six Recorded Live on Broadway, <laughs> the new album, which is really good. Um, so Sam Pauly, who is playing Catherine Howard, she was on that. She was on that tour and she was Valkyrie and so amazing. Um, like I was a fan. I still am a fan, obviously. But I was thinking about that, and I was like, you know, there are so many actors who did kind of go through all that crap that happened. Um, and they're out there just, like, thriving. Like, Sam is, you know, she, her and the other queens are eligible for a Tony nomination. They just released uh, the OBC. Um and, you know, I was thinking Harper Miles is on the Moulin Rouge tour. Uh, Lulu mm-hmm. Lloyd is the owner of a small business. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, and I was thinking about that the other day. And I was just like, I was just very proud of all of them and what they've been up to lately. Um, Emily, Emily Schultz is going to Broadway and Almost yes. Famous. Um, Who else? There's so many. There's so many. Jessica Johnich, well, she wasn't part of that tour, but I think of it because she did New York, but she just released her first single. Avi just finished um, JCS. Jesus yeah. 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 Oh, Tiernan. Tiernan is coming to Toronto and, and Juliet, which I'm There's, so excited. That cast is crazy talented, friends. I'm I mean. so glad we got there because I booked, when I got my priority access for N Juliet, I, like, emailed Mervish, and I was like, when's the official, like, press night? Because they have previews or whatever, and then they open officially. So I was like, when's the official opening? And I bought my ticket for it July 7th. I'm going to be there. Mm. I have the perfect outfit. <laughs> um, and, like, I booked it without knowing who the cast was going to be. And I don't know if you guys know this about me, but I'm, like, a diehard Betsy Wolf stan. Like... <laughs> I think she is one of the most talented people on the entire planet. So the fact that she's playing Anne Hathaway, mm. I'm literally going to be living at the Princess of Wales Theater all summer. <laughs> um, and I've always wanted to see Stark Sands do something live. Um, I still don't know how I feel about the show. I tried very hard. I cannot, for the life of me, get into it. But I know everyone who has seen it loves it yeah but then it's the same thing with bat right so like what we love in jukebox musicals is definitely not the same as what someone else would love because i know everyone else thinks like bat is shit (laughs) but i think like and juliet is kind of shit um i'm really excited (laughs) to see it because like you said there's a lot of hype but then there's also a lot lot of of not hype so i'm kind of i'm very curious i know that the plan with this uh toronto run is to take it to broadway after um so it's a limited pre-broadway engagement which is very exciting speaking of um there's all that drama with uh andrew lloyd Webber's cinderella which has announced it's going to broadway that being said once again i still can't see that going to broadway and and lasting very long it's a very odd script. Yeah, you know, I don't really know And the really music know isn't very good. I feel about it. As, like, I usually love an Andrew Lloyd Webber score, but mm. something about this one didn't really, like, the album didn't do much for me, and I don't know if I'm missing, like, context Yeah. in it. Um, I don't know. I kind of, I would love, like, the opportunity to see it, to form a full opinion, but at the same time, what I've seen and heard doesn't necessarily make me want to buy a ticket, if that makes sense. No. No, I just, I think it's also too soon after Rogers and Hammerstein's Cinderella was on Broadway, and that was excellent, and that is... You know, the classic Cinderella story, that is the Cinderella story, and it was a it was modernized. And even for that, the, yeah, they modernized it. They did. And I think that worked extremely well. This one is just not great. It, I don't know. I, I'm only forming my opinion on what I've seen and what I've listened to, like the whole album. And I don't know, friends. I just, I'm I not I surprised s- it's closing, but I am surprised that someone who so many of us have always looked up so highly to would treat 
like the cast with that announcement, you know? Yeah, with the cast, that wasn't cool. Like, mm. you know, I get it that sometimes you don't have a lot of notice when you have to close a show. Yeah. But, like, you could still make it a priority to A, tell the cast, and B, tell the new cast members you come that are coming in. Mm. If you have time to write up a press release, you have time to let everybody know. Yeah. And, that's and it, it. could have... I mean, we kind of know somewhat how press releases work now. It could have been like embargo until the next day, until they could tell everyone. Yeah, like, in, please announce I don't this get it. in 48 hours and giving yourself yeah. time to, like... Tell the company. Yeah. Like, it was such an oversight, like, mm. to the fact that, like, yeah, shows get canceled. It's sad, but it happens. But the fact that you chose to make a press statement... And then to cover up the press statement about the show closing with a Broadway announcement. Yeah. And not telling people that, hey, guys, like, you're not going to have a job. Totally shitty. You shouldn't have to find that out from press release. Um, so I'm sure that Actors' Equity in the UK is going to be all over that, which, good. Totally. Good. <laughs> <laughs> good. Also, so, like, we mentioned this a little bit briefly, but this week, the Tony nom, the Tony nominations come out. However, like, I don't know about you, but I've been so confused with what's opened, what's closed, what's, what never came back since the pandemic. Like, I am, I have no clue what's open right now. I know that I'm rooting for Strange Loop. I think they are able to be nominated right they are think, they're yeah strange loop is eligible and yeah. it is a pulitzer prize winner so i it really is. think it could be a front runner for best musical i think so i think so for sure i think that's gonna be one of the top nominations this year i also wonder about six i i don't particularly think it's something that's like worthy of best book but do i think it could get nominated still yeah probably just based on like what is able to be eligible um i think it would be a good contender for best score definitely the score for six is brilliant the book i'm not entirely sure of again i haven't seen the show live but from what i have seen and in the album i'm just it doesn't Mm. it it's not at the same level as the songs, if that well, makes sense. Well, it's barely a book. It's really just a few words in between songs, mm-hmm. right? I don't know. I don't know. That being said, I wonder if the, um, you know, the six queens will get nominated because I know They're eligible. for the Olivier Awards, they nominated all six as one nominee yes. and right? that is how they are eligible for yeah. the tony awards i think they're is all it? eligible okay. for best leading actress mm. so all six of them are eligible to be nominated whether or not all of them will be nominated together or not is another thing entirely which is interesting i would honestly think the queens in six like there is no leading lady per se in six i would say they're all supporting characters and i think that was something that when come from away was nominated i always thought it was really weird did um oh god what's her name oh yeah oh my beverly bass yeah oh oh tip of my tongue tip well, anyway, we all know who she is. But when she was no, not... wait, we have to remember. It's gonna drive me nuts. Oh my god! No, it's gone. Jen, Jen, Jen Coella, Jen Coella. When she was <laughs> not, I think too long. she was nominated, right, for Beverly Bass. Uh, you know what? My knowledge of the Tonys from the past like three years are, are just out the freaking window. Out I'm pretty window. sure. Anyway, I'm pretty sure she was nominated for Beverly Bass and Come From Away. And I disagreed with it then, and after seeing Come From Away, I strongly disagree with it now, because all the characters in Come From Away are supporting characters. There isn't, like, a main character. It's a beautiful ensemble show, which leads me to my point that I was going to make about Six, and shows like Come From Away in that, is, you know, there should be an award for best ensemble cast for shows that, A, don't necessarily have a lead, or B, just have an ensemble that's killing it. Yeah. You know, and I'm like, that is such an oversight. I think the real question for the Tonys this year is like, 
will we be excluded from yeah, watching can we ac- again? <laughs> can we actually watch it here in Canada is the oh, real question. God, please. <laughs> we were so excited last year and then we we bought Paradise Paradise what? Paramount Plus. Paradise Plus. That yeah, Paramount weird. Plus. Paramount Plus. <laughs> anyway, Paramount Plus was happy to oh take my God. money. Um, but not but happy to actually, stream it in Canada. But didn't actually give me access to the Tony Awards. So not so impressed weird. with them. But what so I am weird. impressed with is that Ariana DeVos is going to be hosting. <gasps> that's what I'm very much. That's like, oh, I really uh, hope we can watch it. Just yeah, because she's just. She's amazing. We do have a West Side Story episode coming out soon. Whenever we have I a lot of stories, uh, stories. Oh my god, we cannot talk today. When I get my shit together and finish the script, because a lot there's a of lot. Scripts. Well, there's a lot of history for West Side Story, and it's very complex, yeah. which is wonderful. But we are going to gush about how much we love Ariana DeBose. That's really the point. For that me. is the point of the episode. <laughs> um, <laughs> so I'm totally stoked that she's going to host the Tony Awards. Yeah, it's going to be really great. Um, I literally Gosh. am not going to be able to watch, even if we can watch it in Canada, because I'm going to be in tech. Right. I can't you know get married. I'm in me? tech. <laughs> you know, it's so weird to me. And please take this with a grain of salt from someone once again, whose favorite musical is Bat Out of Hell and Carrie the Musical. Okay. Grain of salt, my friends. I cannot for the life of me understand how they choose which musicals get chosen to be filmed and which ones do not and i say that for like everything but what comes to mind right now is girl from the north country not understanding why that is being filmed oh is it isn't it yeah i didn't they're, know they're that. bringing back an audience to watch it well oh, they film wonderful i i'd love to see i'd love to watch that again because Girl from I know the North you like Country, it, yeah. it's not for everyone. No. I'll straight up say that right now. Me, no. <laughs> Chrissy would, would have hated it. But I really enjoyed is, it. And it was the worst songs from Bob Dylan. Why would you put the bad ones? It was, oh. I thought what they did, it was very interesting what they've done with it. It was very, it was surprisingly deep. Yes. And I think, though, it was so deep that you couldn't get a good handle on it by only yeah. seeing it once. So I think I actually said when I left the theater after seeing it, I said to my friend James, I was like, I think that would have been better as a movie because you would have been mm-hmm. able to like rewind and be like, what? Yeah. <laughs> like, um, I, I just think it. it would have bored me. I like, yeah, you would have, you wouldn't have I been would able have been to pay attention. really bored. My brain would have been like scattered. That being said, also Diana, like all the musicals that I don't really care to watch. <gasps> Sorry, Diana fans love you. And, you know, you're fine without watching it. <laughs> I haven't watched it yet. But you know what I mean? It's like I would love to see. Oh, we'll get there in a second, by the way. OK, I'm going to say what I'm saying after. First of all, Heather's on the West End is being filmed. <gasps> Very excited. for I'm that. so excited. I hope it's Simon Gordon. Me too. Um, what I was going to say was I would like to see something like Wicked filmed. However, Wicked is going to be now a two-part film, which I'm not happy about. We're not I'm very allowed to much talk not about happy. that. I, I'm like going to be so upset when we if get to Define can... Gravity and it's the end credits. Listen, we if are they not going to do... talk about this for this episode because it's getting late. We can. I have just one sentence. <laughs> okay, I have go one on, sentence. go on. I have one sentence. If Do someone, it. okay, West Side Story is longer than Wicked and doesn't have as, it doesn't have a story as interest, like as commercially interesting as Wicked. If Steven Spielberg can put all of West Side Story in one movie, you can do all of Wicked in one movie. Thank you. I Mic agree. drop. Like, don't you guys remember? Maybe this is like this very specific generation of theater kids, but I have The Sound of Music, the movie, on two v- VHS tapes, and they came in a big box, and there were two VHS tapes one for Act One and one for Act Two. They were released together as a full movie, but you still had to change it because it was longer, but you'll use that time to just go pee. 
you know, put a little intermission mm-hmm. screen for five seconds so people can pause and have a piss and then get back to it. Because if you end it after Defying Gravity, you lose momentum going into the second act, especially if there's like a year in between. So I like John M. Chu. I loved what he did within the Heights, but I have no idea what he's doing with this. And I'm really just not excited for it anymore, which is sad. I haven't been excited for it since the cast announcement came out. Um, That's true, but I was trying trying to be positive. I can't. I can't I anymore. Can't. I can't. <laughs> Anyways, that being said, like, for me, it's the fact that Alphaba and Glinda's story doesn't intertwine as well in Act 2. You don't get to see that friendship being built towards them in the same way as you do when you sit through the entire show. And that really annoys me. You know, they spend years apart right? Between Act 1 and Act 2. And <laughs> ten then, seconds later. <laughs> ten seconds later. That's um, for the Bat fans listening. <laughs> if you know, you know. The girls that get it, get it. The girls who don't, don't. Six months later. Anyways, anyways. Very sad that, you know, we're going to be watching Wicked in two parts and you're going to have, like, popular in that beautiful moment when Glinda teaches Elfie to dance, and then you know you're going to have, like, four good in two separate films, you won't have those same feels as when you're watching it as a whole. Yeah, I'm very mad about it. you're going to lose momentum and impact. You're going to lose that friendship in the work. Anyways. I'm very this... stressed about it. I'm also stressed about it. Um... What's that TikTok sound? It's like I'm trying to be positive, but at my core, I am a hater. <laughs> yeah, no, same. I'm feeling that way about the Wicked film. Um, yeah, there's so much more that we could talk about, but I think we're going to leave you on that. What I will say is that Funny Girl opened. I love Ramin Karimlu so much. Yeah, there was a lot of mixed reviews about it. We haven't seen it. Obviously. We don't really know. You know I hate a stunt cast. You know Joss hates a stunt cast. But, but also at the same time, I feel like with Funny Girl, the reason it hasn't been revived is because of Barbara Streisand. We all know that. We oh, all sure. know that. So, like, of course it's going to need a stunt cast to be revived, but it also needs someone uh, who can. Will it? Does it, though? I, I personally. Think, I think the Funny Girl brand sells itself. And, and I, I think, think Ramin Karimlu and Jane Lynch yes. are big enough stunt casts to have, yes. like, a complete unknown as Fanny, which would have been really, really, really lovely. Like, is anyone actually. It's the same thing as, like, when Cody Simpson um was in anastasia and he hadn't been no he was great actually he was yeah a lot of people had great things to say about him as well but like he was famous almost 10 years before that so it's Mm. like why is this the stunt cast you're going for i think the same thing can kind of be said about beanie i don't think anyone's like has stan accounts for beanie do they you know what i mean where it's like this person's so hot and popular that we need them in the show, even though they can't sing as well as we hoped they could. Well, I mean, like, stunt cast I'm just wise, going off reviews as well. I haven't of heard what's her. what's currently on Broadway right now, Pamela Anderson mm. in Chicago as Roxy. All that, of Pam's reviews have been great, though. Yeah, but that is an amazing stunt cast. It's That's amazing. brilliant. Her reviews have been Perfect. great. And I... I I like to read on Twitter, but people are saying that people in the cast have said that that she is just so dedicated to being good and is so sunshiny. And like, I just that makes me very I like Pam a lot. She's she's Canadian. She's our Canadian gal. I've also heard that Beanie's also sunshiny and you can see that in interviews as well. Yeah. And like, I really want to go and see her live because I feel like like, of course, she's funny. Like, I know I'm going to laugh. But, like, I think with any stunt cast, especially in something like Funny Girl, vocally, it's always kind of like, I don't know. 
I think the thing that people were upset about, again, I'm saying all this from what I read on Twitter. I don't know. Yeah, we don't um, know anything. We're just telling you what we've seen <laughs> on Twitter. <laughs> on Twitter is that much like Ben Platt, her parents got her into the show. Mm. I think that is what happened because they invested in the funny girl revival or her father did something like that. I wish like my that. parents would invest in Broadway musicals. Me too. However, you know what I did here is that Julie Benko... The understudy is incredible. I heard incredible. she smashed it. Yeah. Oh, actually, I did see an audio of that on Twitter. So Julie Benko. I, did I? I don't remember. I will send it to you. Somebody yes, recorded her Don't Rain on My Parade. It was very, very good. Ooh. But you know who we both would have loved to see as Fanny Bryce on Broadway? Gabby Epstein. Gabby Epstein. So oh. Gabby Epstein is my vocal teacher and an extremely talented um, Canadian musical theater actress. And mm. she's honestly the freaking best. Like she, I call her my voice teacher slash mentor slash therapist because she covers many. Chrissy's just like smiling on the other end because like I say this to her all the time. But speaking of Funny Girl and Gabby, I need to promo her new album. She just released an album based off of her mm. solo show called Gabs Sings, ba Gabs Sings Babs, where she sings um, the songs of her idol, um, Barbara Streisand. And mm. she released her first single, a beautiful jazz rendition of Don't Rain On My Parade, and a music video to go with it, too. Mm -hmm. um, she's a star, and if you're in Ontario, I think she's doing a live show at some point, so look up her website. Do you know where her brother is? Oh, yeah, and her brother is Jake Epstein, so they are, like, famous Canadian musical theater siblings. <laughs> I just really love Carol King. <laughs> yes, and Jake actually also has a solo show that is playing in Toronto Degrassi. right now that you can go see it. <laughs> I love Degrassi. <laughs> this is an Epstein sibling fan account. Uh, <laughs> I'm good. I just... <laughs> It's funny moment. because Lost I literally cool. told Gabby that Chrissy's in love with her brother and she was oh, like, what? yeah, okay. <laughs> yeah, okay. <laughs> <laughs> no, she laughed. Listen. Maybe I didn't say in love with. I just said she, that you were a big, big fan. Is he married? Yes. Oh, I am not in love with you. <laughs> I'm just a really big fan of Carol King. <laughs> <laughs> Chrissy's had a crush on every man to play Jerry Goffin ever. It's true. Okay, out me and my bad. <laughs> you outed yourself in our Valentine's Day episode last year. Did I say Jerry Goffin in that? I don't know. You said some other questionable things, though. Oh, I've said a lot of questionable choices for my taste in men. We've said a lot of questionable episode. things on this podcast. Um, on that note, we should we're stop gonna saying wrap questionable it up things. With a bow. <laughs> Anyways, if you enjoyed us rambling, thank you for still being here. And if here. you didn't enjoy it, keep it to yourself. <laughs> thank you for also being here. <laughs> As always, I'm Chris. I am embarrassed and also Jocelyn. <laughs> and I'm going to go put a blackhead remover on my nose because that's where I'm at tonight, and friends. I'm going to go scrub my toilet. So this is the Ooh. glamorous behind-the-scenes life glam. of podcasters. <gasps> Can I also turn everyone on to something? Sure. Your homework is to go watch the 2020 <laughs> classic <laughs> Valley Girl. Valley Girl, because it'll be taken off Crave on May 22nd. Yeah, I don't know if that's an international thing. I don't know, but... I think it's just Canadian, but I finally... I don't know. It became my comfort movie during the pandemic because it came out right at the start of the pandemic. Anyways, I made Joss watch it. I finally <laughs> sat obsessed. down and watched it. And then like I literally watched it two days later yeah. with my mom. And I'm going to say this because it's funny. And my mom goes, she points to the guy at it. She's like, yeah, he's really good and really cute. You should have him on the podcast. And I was like, <laughs> and Chrissy and I were like, well, huh. Anyway, that's, maybe we should. Maybe we will. Maybe we should. Maybe we will. Anyway, so go also, watch the movie. He for looks absolutely... exactly like Glenn Adamson. Like they could be cousins. They could be cut brothers. <laughs> Anyways, yeah, he looks like Glenn. I find it amusing. Um, he has big strat energy. Oh, please. 
please play Strat in the film version of Bat that I've created in my head. Ooh, in the film version, I have to say it this. It won't be two movies. It'll just be one. <laughs> Nicole Kidman as Sloane in the film yeah. version. Yeah. Or the other woman who we both really like as well. She has red hair. <laughs> who is it, Chrissy? Oh, no. Tell What's me. your name? Who is it? She's an older, mature woman. Come on. She was in the Carrie 2013 film as Margaret I didn't Margaret watch White. that, girl. Okay, but you should still know. Is she the one? She was one of the moms in the Dear Evan Hansen movie. Right? Yes. I didn't watch it, but I'm pretty What's sure she name? was in it. Friends, if you've reached the Amy end, please Adams. tell us. It's not Amy Adams. It's not Adams. Amy Adams. The other mother. Julianne Moore. She would be very good. But she would be very slow. After watching as well. Nicole Kidman in The Prom, I was like, was she great. has to play Sloane. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I could see it. She does. She does. She does. Okay, so that was your homework. Go watch Valley Girl. Tell us what you think. It's very comfort film-esque. And I, hope I mean, you it's literally it. like an hour and a half. Hour and a half, two hours yeah, of, of pure cheesy 80s, 80s music. It's totally yeah. cheesy, but like it's such a wonderful little movie in the sense of escapism. I literally cry at the ending every time. Me too. Why is that? It hits me in the feels where I'm like, oh my God, first loves really don't last. They, they don't. Oh shit. No. You I'm spoiling it. everything. Okay. Okay, I am wrapping this up for once and for all. Have a great once weekend, and friends. And happy Tony season. Yeah. Make sure you watch the live nominations on Tuesday. Monday. I put Monday. it on my calendar. Don't listen to me. Listen to Josh. I'll be at work, so I won't check be able to watch Monday. them. But check it out. And then we'll probably be back next week with a far more structured episode where we will discuss yeah. the Tony nominations. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Take care, buddies. <laughs> Bye, friends. Oh, and happy mother. I wanted to give a special Aww. Mother's Day shout out to my mom who doesn't really listen to the podcast very well, but um, <laughs> she's incredibly supportive and special and wonderful. So, mom, I love you so much, and everybody needs to know you're the best mom ever. I want to give a Mother's Day shout out to myself because <laughs> every morning I have to put two pills down my chihuahua's throat for her arthritis and that takes a lot of my mental energy for the day happy mother's day chris hi everybody <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>